Welcome to a place where God's people are enlightened and empowered through the ministry of the Spirit and strategic communication of God's Word for Kingdom Dominion. We are a people committed to establishing Kingdom civilization in our various sphere of influence. Welcome to Build.
remember that in Egypt hmm? in Egypt we would not say there were no resources but the children of Israel were suffering Abi? until Joseph came sorry children of Israel were not there until Joseph came and he created Goshen for them Abi? and all of them were eating and drinking and everything was fine but the Bible says that a king grows up that did not know Joseph do you remember that scripture a king grows up that did not know Joseph and all of a sudden the family members of the former prime minister were now suffering to a point where they were to build for the Egyptians and you would think about what the king was thinking about he wasn't saying anything sensible he was saying that the Israelites were growing big Abi? that they were growing big and fat and it caused problem for him that maybe one day they will come and overthrow them so let's put them on that world so there were resources in Egypt but because the king grows up that did not know Joseph the family of Joseph were in trouble the family of Joseph that had direct access to the palace now were praying and crying for safety that's the state of Nigeria We can't say this nation is not blessed with resources both mineral and mental or natural but the problem is that the bible says that when the righteous prospers people rejoice and when the wicked perish there are shouts of joy let's invert that scripture Abi? if the righteous prospers people rejoice if the wicked prospers there will be pain there will be resources but there will still be pain remember this king that rose up in israel that young people advised him that you should just make life hard remember that he took advice from his friends and they advised him to make life hard so it does not mean that resources were not there but it is possible that because the resource is not in the hand of somebody that god can use so we told not good from them it is possible you see constitutionally there are many things nigerians should enjoy but it does not even look like we have a constitution in nigeria what's the name of this state one rich man decided that he wants land in that in that town and he, he jailed people including the king of that town because they didn't give him land the first text that they gave him uh, you guys don't check news it happened throughout last week now down to a few months ago the first set of land that they gave him the guy used it for himself and he also built a mini zoo i don't know what he wants to use zoo for but that's not my problem then he came back and said now nah, he wants to build a university and because he wants to build university he jailed the king and many people so many people are on youtube now saying that their dad is in jail for things that they don't know when the righteous prospers the people rejoices so that you will pray again because the reason why i've seen the power of religion one journalist traveled from god knows where came to africa and met a prophet and one week with that prophet he found out many things that were unjust i've seen the power of religion religion will give you hope for a better tomorrow but can use you now and keep eating from you now while giving you hope that one day in the sweet by and by things will change 
So you can come to church and then we can keep telling you that there is a tomorrow that is coming. But there are scriptural principles that if they don't come to pass, this will keep being a story and not a testimony. So we are going to pray one more time. And I went out. My teaching is completely different from this. It was just a burden that the Holy Ghost put in my heart. That you should be told not good. From them to whom it is due. When it is in the power of thy hand to do it. One more time. God, take back your resources from the world. Bring it back into this kingdom. That's the prayer point. Because we need it now. Can you lift your voice in the next few minutes and pray? Who? So let that die. somebody close to you. I want to do Bible study till I want to do Bible study till 6.30 one hour then Last week, um, we're still on kingdom. And last week, I explained about priesthood, huh? and the aspect of priesthood that I touched was prayer. But I first started by saying that prayer, um, priesthood is not equal to prayer. That prayer is just one of the ways to set up your priesthood. But priesthood is actually a means of separation. And it's that separation that I want to talk about today. It's complete Bible study. Complete. I brought two jotters. I brought one, one writing that I wrote since like <laughs> since last year, February. So, where will I start? 
Okay. I want to talk about separation. I know we know this scripture. Almost everybody knows it. That um, come out from amongst them. If you are a Bible student, quote that scripture with me. Can we shut down this thing so that it will be pure Bible study? And that feedback is amazing. He said, come out from among them and be thou separate Bible students now. Nah. Oh, we don't know it. Come out from amongst them and be thou separate, says the Lord. Touch not the cleansing. And then he continued to explain like that. We know. Okay. We know. I've established last week that priesthood is more of separation. Prayer is one of the ways to at, to attain separation. That when when a priest is to be ordained in the Old Testament, oil will be poured on him, and the reason for that oil being poured on him is not necessarily making him special. It's just separating him from the whole of the Israelites, so the Israelites can live their normal lives. They can go to work on Monday, all right. They can do whatever they want to do, but the priests do not work. They stay Old Testament. Oh. <laughs> so in every tribe, there are twelve tribes in Israel. Remember? So in every tribe, they would separate places for priests to live. So if in how many tribes in Reuben, in for the tribe called Reuben, they will separate a place for this and for each tribe like that that is how they separate priests from every other person so everybody can live priests don't they don't go to work they don't have farmlands they don't do anything they eat they live by the altar so they eat by the altar they stay in the temple to ensure the fire does not go down and we we dwelt on that fire part where i explained how to pray because i found out and if i really want to go further into prayer that would be a whole teaching on its own. Because we need to be able to separate... Why is it sound like this? We need to be able to separate um, intercession from, from the kind of prayer that we do to build a relationship with the Holy Ghost. Because they are not the same. Intercession and fellowship is not the same. Many people just say that we should pray. We know, Abi, that to grow spiritually, you pray. You study the word of God. But people don't now know how to do that prayer. That we are supposed to do. So some people enter courts and they just do the... Alright? One hour, they are still... Two hours, they are still... Three hours... Like that. Some of them... People take pride in that. Some people will say, I did my own for 21 hours. You did your own for 17. Yeah, your stature is not... You need an upgrade. There's always pride on the number of hours that you pray. Whereas, people pray long and don't see much. I found out that there is... Um, okay, that's one side. Another side will say that you should stay in the glory. Are you guys... Have, you've not encountered that kind of confusion before? One preacher will say that the way to rise is to pray 97 hours. Another person will say the way to rise is to stay and be silent. 
when I tried this second one, <laughs> my prayer was somewhere else. I was praying from Shongudi because I slept many times. The stillness came from nowhere. <laughs> oh, I struggled with that confusion for a long time because I ah, So I used to plan it to Monday. <laughs> I will stretch. <laughs> Tuesday, I joke on So <laughs> I was suppressing it like that. So at one point, eh, I packed all the messages and I kept them somewhere. And the Holy Ghost now taught me how to pray. So I do that one. I, I prefer that one. And maybe I will not share it so that people will not also build their life around it. Because my own prayer is not prayer necessarily. I follow the Holy Ghost. I know. Hmm. That's not what I wanted to talk about. But the Bible says that he that dwells in the secret place, Psalm 91, verse 1, fly. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Abi? shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So, I found out that I can't do much. Remember I told you that man is weak last week. And the Bible says that we know not how to pray as we ought. Shabi? But the Spirit maketh intercession for us. Alright. So, we do not know how to pray. So, me, I know that I don't know how to pray. And I need the Holy Ghost to prosecute prayer. So, I found out that the, the, my own goal is not to enter my own secret place. I believe that there is somewhere called the secret place of the Most High. Not my, not where I shut my door. That's different. This is the place that me I'm looking for. Before I can start. So, me I will look for him. And I've explained a few weeks ago. So you need to follow the teachings like that. I've explained a few weeks ago that there are three that bear record in heaven. And there are three that bear witness. And remember that the principal witness of the three of them is the Spirit. So I wait for him. He is the one that knows what is going on there. My headquarters is there. John chapter 3. Except a man be born again, he cannot what? Perceive. So kingdom is somewhere far, so you will need to perceive. And that's why the Holy Ghost was given to you to help you know. Because kingdom is not in Akure. Abi? Our headquarters is not here. Maybe we would have not been praying. But yeah, I'm a collector. Or we'll be sending Gmail. But since that kingdom is not here, and it is spiritual in context, I would have to navigate through the Holy Ghost that was given to me. Now, one of the ways to navigate... Ah! Am I supposed to do this? Because I didn't plan to talk about prayer. But I need to quickly talk about this thing. So what may I do is that I look for him. And if I stay in fellowship with him for a long time, what I I'm working based on this, all right? I try to find out what is his present emphasis at the moment. In my heart, you know, that that thing that used to come to your mind that used to say something, something told me, ah, something and something was disturbing me. Is that something that me I normally look for? When I find the something, I start prayer from there. Now, because of consistency. Many times, I wake up with a song. That's where my own prayer is starting from. I'll be with that song and the word of God because I found out that Kennedy again taught us many things. Papa said many things years ago. He said that any spiritual meeting that is held that people pray 
And even if it is 30 minutes, they do not have time for the word of God. That is not a spiritual meeting. Remember that I told you that there's a difference between spiritual and supernatural. And it's Papa that told us that one too. It's Pakinetekin that told us that we should not ignore the spiritual and look for. And I told you that spiritual is more knowledge based. It is spiritual that produces supernatural. Do you understand? So like last week now, I was here and people were throwing on the ground. You would think that it is just talk. You hold this mic and start talking. Nobody will scoot from anywhere. It is knowledge. I was listening to Pastor Ching. Um, oh my goodness. What's the name of Apostle's friend in Abuja? Apostle Joshua, Selman's friend in Abuja. House on the Rock, Pastor. No, it's not Adifarasin. Apostle Joshua, Selman's friend that is a pastor in House on the Rock. Huh? Pastor Petrov. Pastor Petrov was ministering at Koinonia Abuja. At the particular point where he was ministering, I just paused and I'm like, ah, Baba cannot minister again after this. After this one, he can't minister again. He tried to teach, then after a while, he just started the invitation. How did I know? That's knowledge. What you saw was the supernatural happenings in the building. Abi, people running. Scattering on the ground, Abby, all kinds of things happening. If you focus on that supernatural happening, you will miss out on what can produce it. Remember that God said that Moses knows his ways, but the children of Israel they only know the acts of God. Did you read that? It's in the book of Psalms now that he revealed his ways unto Moses, but unto the children of Israel. Eh? So it is the ways of God that allows you to produce his acts consistently. When you understand God's ways, it helps you to be able to produce God's activities. So, I don't go to pray without the Bible. I don't know the way I'm going to do that prayer. That prayer might be a song that will take me for hours. It's my own. It's the Holy Ghost business. But I'm following Him. My first focus in prayer is to find Him. Remember that Jesus said that when you go to pray, say, Our Father, it says when you go to pray when you go to pray say what which is plural whereas Edu is one person Abi but he is saying that when you go to pray acknowledge that you are not one you are two our is not for one person now our is for plural so he says when you go to pray say what acknowledge that you are not alone so I found out that I was praying for a long time alone. And I was just doing... Blah, 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 blah. So I, I was wasting time. I will first look for him. When I find him, I know what to pray about. He gives the perspective. He is the Lord of the prayer session. You were not supposed to prosecute prayer without him. Our Father. So me, I enter prayer like this. Clueless. Then it begins to move in my heart. Genesis chapter 1. When the Holy Spirit was revealed to man, the first character of the Holy Ghost that was revealed was a moving spirit. Abi? That the spirit began to hover upon the waters. Before God now said, which shows that the moving
movement of the spirit carries a word that God is saying. And you, if you can sense those movements, you can pick that word. It is when the spirit begins to move that you can know what God is doing. So, you, you, uh, um, Apostle Aramay calls it sensing the movement of the inner life. And you need relationship to grow. Because 90% of the communications of the Holy Spirit with you will not be in visions. Hello? Will not be in dreams. The biggest of your communications will be here. But many of you don't know how to trust here. So, you will think that uh, when somebody comes and says, I'm seeing an angel with 99 wings. Yeah. That's when you think that the guy is spiritual. No. You can know that an angel is here without seeing anything from here. The movement here. Then with time, when we get there, I'll start teaching you. With time, you will now start knowing your own signs to know when things are happening in a building. Remember, Samuel was in Rama. And Paul and Saul came. The Bible shows us that when Saul was yet afar off from Rama, the Bible says that Saul with his soldiers started to prophesy. You remember that they came to they wanted to come after Abi? But Saul began to prophesy with his with his soldiers, and the Bible says they prophesied until evening. Saul, where was Samuel? Samuel was inside Rama. Saul was still far from Rama. But whatever Samuel was doing there, his presence would spread. When you come to a building, the Holy Ghost is not powerful in a building. He is more powerful in a man. The Holy Ghost does not dwell in temples. It's the reason why we can leave this place now and they can use this place for party tomorrow morning. Abi? It is the level to which you can release the Holy Ghost inside you. Believers need to know that they have presence. And you need to know how to spread that presence. Pastor Tolu came to Futa. The first time that we saw him, we thought it was Apostle Arume that would come. When Pastor Tolu came on stage, because I, we didn't know him then, but somebody was like, ah, he's the spiritual father of so-so person. So we sat down there and we were like, okay, let's listen to this man when he started talking i'm like no 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 don't do that don't do that now people didn't know what was happening people were still seeing a man saying good evening um apostle said he was not going to be around but i'm like no 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 because what i saw was that that man was spreading his grace inside that space it sounds like something big but no no it's because you don't know that you have it that's why you don't know how to spread it so you just come and pray and you are shouting. No, no, no. It's him. It's him that is strong, not you. Abi. So you need to find a way to give him expression. Pray like that for long. You would have better relationship. So me, I'm looking for him. I sleep looking for him. The visions that he gives me, plus the impressions that he puts in my heart when I wake up, is the beginning of my prayer. I'm in school, oh. I'm in the school of the spirit and he's the lecturer. So I'm following him in class. And my class does not mean... When I sit down to open my Bible, my class is whenever the teacher is there. So I just follow him. I sense the movements of the inner life. Then I know that is this song that is impressing on my spirit. And I stay with that song. Praying in the spirit like that. 
is the one leading. Then when he gives me a scripture, I open that scripture and I begin to study, 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 study. And he goes for many times I've studied three, four hours. I've studied long before I now know that ah, one more time the law. During that study, there were times that something happened. I had to put that book on my head and I was praying. During that same study, there were times that it was just the song. I realized that picking one thing and staying there, the Holy Ghost is dynamic. Remember that the Bible says a character of the person that walks by the Spirit. He says like a wind. Abi, nobody knows where he's coming from or where he's going to. So your character as a spiritual person is to be able to know the movement of that wind. That's the strongest place that I... Now, it's, you see that it's hard to explain it. But that's the way may I pray. I just find him. That's what's important. If I've not found him, it's hard to pray. So I'm there. The songs that he's dealing with me on, I know them. Then I begin to pick it from there. And he's taking me on a journey. And I continue. I just keep following him like that. From scripture to scripture to scripture to scripture to scripture. Then scriptures turn to serious prayer points. And I stay there praying. Except I want to do intercession. So that one, eh, I'll just be praying the spirit. While I'm praying the spirit. In fact, in intercession, you can't even win if you don't know what he's saying. He's the one that knows what you will use to win a battle. It's not by your strength. So, your prayer should be looking for him. That's the first thing you do when you are praying. Find him. The secret place of the Most High. Find him. When you find him, any perspective he gives you is correct. Amen? Good. So, that's how I prosecute prayer. Now, that's different from... uh, It's almost the same. If you learn this, you can use it for anything. That's how I do intercession. That's how I study. That's how I spend time in the secret place. Because I'm scared when people say that they went to the secret place. And all that they did in the secret place is three hours and they left. How? I'm confused. I thought the Bible said that at the mercy seat, between the cherubims. That's what the Bible called the secret place. That that's where God comes to visit man. If God will come and visit you there and you didn't receive any feedback, please, I don't understand. So God was there and you were just shouting and you just pack your Bible and you were going home. I'm confused. In my own secret place, he's the one there. That's why I know he's the person. Because I always meet him there. And if I've not found him, I've not started praying. Same with intercession. So we know now that, okay, something is going on around. We want to know what God intends to do in this land. So we begin to pray. But our prayer is not noise. Our strength is first understanding the strategy we need to fight. So I'm praying for him to show me a perspective first. That's how intercession starts for me. I'm praying in tongues, but I'm looking for perspective, perspective, perspective. Many times, for me, many times, is a scripture. Flashes the scripture. Then as I'm studying that scripture, I now realize that that scripture means some. It begins to interpret it. It begins to... Then I now know what to pray about. The spirit to bind and the spirit not to bind. 
I now know if I'm supposed to call somebody and pray for the person, or just praying for the person here is fine. Many people do. It's hard to. You can't live the Christian life without the Holy Ghost. But we've developed ways to live this Christian life without Him. But that's not my own teaching for today. And I've almost spent. I've spent 20 minutes out of the one hour that I said I wanted to use for Bible study. Well, my. What's that? You guys are fighting with me today. They are fighting with me today. I'll use this one. I'm tired. Thank you. Okay. So our teaching today, our focus today is on separation. The priesthood aspect called separation. And because we are going to discuss something about sin and that concept called sin today. What I want to first say, this thing is very important. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Abby. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, and you shall direct your path. That scripture shows you that, which is my first speech today, separation cannot be achieved in your life if you don't trust the wisdom of God. Very, very important thing to note. Because it is, you see, young people want to explore. We want to do things. We're adventurous. We we don't know many things in this life. We just met ourselves here. So, as we are growing, we are being exposed to A, B, C, D. Alright? And we want to explore. That appetite to explore is what causes trouble. In many places. And then, if you are a youth and you have that in your life, it is easy for you to look at God and think that his own wahala is too much. Because everything in the Bible looks like instruction. You can't do this. You can't do this. When you are getting saved, you just know that you are inside. You just know. Because pastor will soon start saying, you did not, you did not, you did not. But before you gave your life to Jesus, you were free. All of a sudden, when you gave your life to Jesus, you started realizing that you need to be in church. You need to be in the garden of believers. Then you can't lie. Then you can't steal. Then you cannot do this. Then at some point, they will say, you want to start a relationship, they will say, have you heard God? Must everything be that hard? It's easy for you to think that I can date BC Antonia and this one. Then find out the one that matches my and choose. So you will not be able to, to, to consecrate yourself to God if you do not know first that the wisdom of God can be trusted. I need to first say that one. Before you start saying hard things like, you must let things go now. 
and then the whole world is like hell has broken loose on you. Remember Jesus and that rich man. The rich man said that, what can I do to follow you? And Jesus said, ah, it's very straightforward. <laughs> you are rich, but sell all your possessions and give them to the poor. Then come and meet me. And the man is like, must it be that hard? Are you surprised to hear that scripture? Jesus was such a straightforward person. Sell all your possessions. Don't even sell it and save some so that we can use it for the gospel. So give it to the poor, then come. So it is easy for you to believe that Jesus' wala is much. Everything must be hard. That's the reason why many people are not focused on God. Or they've not given their all to Jesus. Because it's one thing for Jesus to be your Savior. It's another thing for Jesus to be your Lord. And that is when the experience of eternal life starts to happen to you. That is when the experience of eternal life starts to happen to you. When you accept Jesus as your Lord. I preached a message years ago called the Lordship of Eternal Life. Yeah. I preached it with Daniel. I preached it in years at that time. How does eternal life places constraints on you? That kind of separation cannot be achieved first if you do not know first eh, that the wisdom of God can be trusted. Very, very important for me to note. First, before... Uh-huh. Before I start to discuss the things in my heart. Now, let's talk about sin. Exactly. This is where I wanted to get to. Because there is a lot going on presently. It is easy to shy away and say, we are all Christians, we are all going to heaven. But if you are at the... If you are somebody that people meet for counseling, (laughs) you would have been tired of many things. You don't want to say you don't want to say anything, but there are fellowships that they see condoms in the fellowship regularly. At least we shall know that they don't use condoms to blow trumpets for the presence. <laughs> ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> so we know now. Have you have you ever heard that somebody used it to? They used it to play keyboard when the preacher. So we know that. That thing is not supposed to be in the, in the church premise. <laughs> Suppose a we did not know. Yeah, nah, now we're smiling. I understand. I have to do it like this so that everybody can be comfortable with this discussion. Toro legan. You said what? I heard somebody talking. What did you say? Say it now. Or oh, they can't share the joke. No problem. So no, we have to curb it. See. I'm not judging anybody, but it's an important topic that needs to be said in church. We run away from this kind of discussions. Or the easiest thing we say is, thou shalt not. So, when you say thou shalt not, you think you have scared young boys from it. We are adventurous. Brothers and sisters, I'll stop there. <laughs> I'm not going to proceed. Because... Uh, <laughs> uh, before somebody comes to do, give me counseling later, <laughs> I'll not proceed. You say what? I should write on. No problem. I'll. I'll just. <laughs> These people have decided to just live in today. This is what they are doing to me. 
Is there a woman there? Because that's where we know woman comes from. Somebody should help them. Please. This feedback is not, is not too good for me. So we need to discuss the concept called sin from a very plain standpoint. And the first scripture I will use, because I need to help us to separate something, is, um, where did I write that? Mark 7 verse 13. Please, help me find that scripture. I need this scripture to say something very important. Now, Mark 7 verse 13. Yeah, yeah. Now everybody look here. Please. If you are a Christian. If you are a Christian, let me read this scripture. It's culturally based now. There are things that are seen because you are in the Yod Balad. Are you here? In this Yoruba land, polygamy is not really a problem. Some elders still have more than one wife. If you travel to the US, polygamy is a serious problem. Legally. In the US, homosexuality is not a problem. Abi? If we hear that somebody comes to meet Ayo Emmanuel and says that, ah, so I started realizing, oh, that when I look at Ado, <laughs> or when I look at Edu, when I see the suit and the tie, something, <laughs> I'll just call you inside and say they should continue service here. That deliverance. This one is not, is not get out. No, we'll sit down and cast out that devil small, small. Because this matter is serious. You know? <laughs> but if we take that matter to the US, the pastor will just say, you know, we need to understand your orientation. All right? And then try to find a way to make sure that you are not a woman. You are not a woman. You are a man. Alright? That's what the pastor will be saying. We think it's something that you can just use the Bible to, you know, talk about. Because it's not like something serious there. So, sin is culturally based. You know, there was a time that trouser was a big deal. In the Nigerian church. Then, Nigerians will now find two women that are in the U.S. that we, that we are only scared. They will now say, even this person, we are scared. I was discussing something one day and and he was saying that 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 is because of this culture. We need to accept what is in this culture. And one other thing that is very painful that people used to say in churches is that Yoruba looks like Bible. You've not heard it before. I didn't go to church name. What about these people saying? They taught us very well in Sunday school. Yoruba. I don't know Yoruba, but God is helping me these days. Pay Isha or Yoruba Manjo or Robi Bailey. Hey, buddy. If you've not heard it before, raise up your hand. If you've heard this, let me see you. Ah, Moti Godada, Abba. Ah, ah. You say, in fact, when they now want to teach the Bible, in fact, Yoruba man so pay. Eh, eh. See. Eh? And that Yoruba is the best culture. Everybody has his own statement. <laughs> but I know that Yoruba will make you more of a slave than other cultures. So I prefer that one to be sorry me while I'm baby. But anyways, let's stay. I'm, I'm trying to let you know first that I am not going to bring tradition inside this discussion called sin. Because 
If we start discussing things like is alcoholism a sin? Taking alcohol is a sin. The question would be where in the Bible was it stated? But in the Yoruba land, if you find out Obarimi with the ghost out, or Testirat, or Blue, Chelsea, something, and you just see that a man is drinking money, I to clear the eyes. <laughs> Many people will not be here next week Sunday. In that place, they will say the weather is cold, we are trying to keep ourselves hot. <laughs> so, the word of God, it is very easy to bring down the standards of the word of God because of culture. And you need to accept that culture is not scripture. Whether it looks alike or it does not look alike, it must be scripture. Your standard for living must be scripture. It's not white, it's not gray, it's white or black. Scripture does not have a way of playing to its people, so it's straight to the point. Amen? Amen. Good. I have to say that one first. That we need to separate tradition from the concept called sin. If I want to do this thing, because I need to be a 21st century preacher now. If I want to do this thing very well, there are questions that I will ask that will cause problems in this building. You should ask them, okay? No, I'm in Bible study. You want to ask? You have any question? You say, you say, um, is Scripture, yeah. Well, I point in time, we don't actually go into the scripture. You know, okay, let me bring an example. I'm not actually saying. Okay. No, you can't say so. Okay. Um, let me use the the case of um, trousers. Trousers, okay. Ladies wearing trousers. Okay. Now, we, know, both, we both know that there's a scripture in the Bible that says men should not wear what belongs Please to. help me find that scripture. And the ladies should not put on what, what belongs to a man. I hope we can do that. But we don't go deep to that scripture. Yeah. Nowadays, people come to the church and, okay, in my church at home, mm-hmm. I'm an usher. And okay. There was a particular day we were having a service and some ladies, some women came inside and. They, were, they don't mm. want to put on their scarves. Okay. And they were like, okay, um, we have the modern church and the classic church. Amazing. And I was like, ah, what kind is this? <laughs> there's no, because there's no way in the Bible that says God is classical and God is modern. Nobody okay. can prove that. Okay. Since yeah. you can't prove that, why would you say there's classical church and there's modern church? Now, the Bible says again in Hebrews that God, um, sorry, I've read this. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Don't take your time. Take uh, your time. Jesus is the same today. Um, Yesterday, today, and forever. Forever. Alright. So, he said Jesus is the same. Okay. The Bible says the same. The Bible does not say Jesus classical, model, and maybe the present or the church age. Okay. I just want to clarify that, that there is nothing, we are not, like example now, we have already said tradition is not scripture. Uh-huh. So, we should actually follow the scripture, not tradition. Okay. Thank you. Can you give him a round of applause? Now, that. That scripture, that scripture about um, woman not bearing, I hope we have time, but we don't, we really don't have time, and I really need to touch this lecture. But let me talk a bit about it. Let me just paraphrase it. That scripture contained different laws that God was giving the Israelites because they were going to a land. The Israelites were about to move into a different land where there were different idols. I know, but we would have to take the old scripture, and there won't be time. But go to, ah, go to verse 1 first. But there were laws that God was giving because they were moving somewhere. 
when you check this scripture very well, you will find out that this is not the only thing that God gave them as an instruction. There were instructions here that God gave, which was that you should not wear, I don't know the linen and uh, exactly, God bless you. So, wearing cardigan on your normal kind of shirt was a sin. Was it mixed cropping or which one? That God also said they should not do. It was a sin. Exactly. So you would understand when I start teaching very soon. You would understand a few things when I start teaching. It looks like that mind is better than this one. So In this land that they were going to, there was a particular God that they used to serve in that land. I can't remember the name of the God, but it starts from A. I can't remember exactly now, but maybe... I will prepare that one. The series will not be very long. Then I will continue next week. That God, one of, the, one of the sacrifices that they give to that God, remember that I talked about altars. And that the goal of altars is to host a spirit. Your activity is to make sure that the spirit comes. And one of the activities that they do to bring that spirit is that a man will wear the clothes of another of a woman, and a woman will wear the clothes of a man, which was one of, not the only activity. So, you should know what God was saying here. God was not saying that you should not just wear something. The instruction was separate yourself from the traditions that they are doing there, when you get there. The instruction, it was that God now started to list those things. So, this is not, and in fact, when you study doctrine, there are prescriptive parts of scripture and there are descriptive parts of scripture. You don't pick doctrine from a descriptive part of scripture. You pick doctrine from a prescriptive part of scripture. So for example, Moses was walking one day in the wilderness and he saw a bush that was burning that was not a bee, it was not consumed. And then God said he should remove his sandal because that land is a holy ground. But the Bible did not say we should do the same. He was just describing a story that happened to Moses somewhere. He was not describing a doctrine. Do you understand? That was a story. Because if you want to pick that one, no problem. There was a time when Samirami killed her husband and married her son. Which means that scripture should validate that somebody can kill me and give birth to and marry. Are you here? It should not be a crime at all. Scripturally, it should be correct. If it is everything that you will pick from scripture. There was a donkey that spoke in the Bible. Hope you remember. It was not everything in the Bible that God said. And when you check scripture, you need to be able to differentiate between prescriptive and what? So there were laws that God gave and God said, do likewise. We do that one. But the one that was sharing a story, eh? like God saying, go and kill you can't wake up now and say God told you to go and kill people. It was inscribing a story. It was not a pattern that Jesus came to continue in the New Testament. This was a story that was detailing what... And if you say, eh, People have not studied the Old Testament enough to know that the law's there. And if you study the law, the law gives you an awareness of your infirmities. Which is different from grace. Lord tells you what you have to do. For example, everybody is seated here, but you don't know anybody's infirmity here. But if I say let everybody stand up, then you will know if somebody cannot walk or not. 
The Lord gave instructions. Grace gives you power to do. The Bible calls it the spirit of counsel and might. Giving you counsel and the ability to do. But there are two sides to grace. When it comes to sin, there are two sides to grace. If I really want to delve into that, it's going to be a long thing. Because grace does not just cover your sins. It does that, but it's not alone. There is another side of the grace for sin that is called co-death. The Bible says that that grace was given to us, teaching us to deny. Means that grace also takes you to a point where sin is not supposed to find expression again. So you can't pick one. I'm a very balanced person. You can't pick one and leave the second one. You pick the two. The same grace that covered your sin is there. But that same grace will teach you to deny. Remember that our scripture about grace in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 28. Having received a kingdom that cannot be moved, let us have what? Grace. So that we might serve God in reverence and godly fear. And the New Testament said, because our God is a consuming fire. Not Old Testament, New Testament. So, that <laughs> so you need to pick the two. But this scripture was a story that was explaining the things that you should not do when you enter that land. And you need to pick this. the intent of God in that story. The intent of God in that story is telling them that when you get there, don't behave like them. Separate yourself. Then he began to list things that they do. Which includes that man should not... If you pick that one, you will pick everything. And if you pick everything... I want to find the sinners that are in this building already. If you pick everything. I think the sinner will start from you. <laughs> Amen? Amen? There is one other part that I don't want to enter into. That one is a personal belief. I believe that Moses... Part of the laws that he wrote was because of what he saw in Egypt. I do not completely believe that everything that was written by Moses was what God said. His mindset processed some of them. Because there were too many laws in the Old Testament that looked like Egypt and idol worship. Where he came from. That's why the Bible says that you should be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because God can speak to you and you'll be seeing something different. Is that true? Good. But we won't do that. The concept of sin is what I found out that many of us do not really capture many times. And I'll need to discuss it quickly. We should do a few, but time has gone. So I'll just pick the whole testament quickly in the, in the Garden of Eden. Remember that there were two trees in the Garden of Eden. Bible studies, what we're doing. Abby? There was the tree of life, and there was the tree of the knowledge of what? Which I don't believe is the knowledge of good and evil. Because the Bible says that if you eat from that tree, you will die. I believe that that tree was the tree of death. Two trees. Which represents two civilizations. One civilization is life. Abi? The second civilization is what? If you are in class, say it. Okay. Okay, I see, I see, I see. That's why they didn't say that. Okay, that's life. <laughs> this TV is dead. Two different civilizations. Alright? But there is a root between those two. 
death when he was in the garden of Eden, what we saw was not death. What we saw is the character of the devil, which is to masquerade himself. It is death, but it didn't come as death. It came as knowledge of what? Knowledge of good and evil. Which is the normal character of the devil to masquerade himself. We can't do every exegesis because we will go to Ezekiel to tell you that the devil was in the garden of Eden. And hope you believe that. Should we do that one again now? Because time has gone by. Ah, I have 15 more minutes to finish my Bible study. But the devil masquerading himself as usual. This was the knowledge of good and evil. I believe that the access to every civilization comes through knowledge. In your, in your access into God, you need knowledge. Light. And revelation. In your access to the devil, to death rather, to life you need knowledge. To death, you also need knowledge. Which are two different civilizations. And produces a nature in you. Your, your nature, um, the proof of life is consciousness. Alright? So your nature will be based on the things that have been in your mind. Life as a civilization, death as a civilization, and this civilization is through the knowledge of what? Good and evil. I am seeing... I need to find a way to shorten this, my lecture, because it's long with drawings, because if I have board, I have drawings here to draw, but... Let me find a way to shorten it in the next 15 minutes. Give me John chapter 1 verse 4. Now, the Bible says in him was life. But when life came to men, it became what? The light of men. Which shows you that life comes to you through light. Abi? It comes to you through knowledge. You can't experience life without knowing. It's knowledge. 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 Light. Revelation. Knowledge. That is what life comes when it comes on earth. We see it as knowledge. So it means that in life, in your journey in life, you will be tackled with two different things. Light and the knowledge of good and evil. In life, you will meet one of two things. You will meet things that are either the wisdom of God or the wisdom of this world. It is what you build your life by that will determine which civilization you live in. When you... And when it comes to life, the training in life, we will need to study what Jesus did to his disciples. Remember, it was Jesus that he was talking about here. He came to give life, and he came to give life more abundantly. When he came to meet the disciples, and he came to give them life, we did not see Jesus doing many impartations. Jesus did more of teachings than impartations. Is that true? So when he was communicating life, he said, the words that I speak unto you are what? Spirit and life. So that the words of Jesus is life. Remember that life is a civilization. 
Remember that death is another. And the words of Jesus takes you towards the civilization called life. Words. Knowledge. I found out that the journey, the difference between life and death, many times is knowledge. Knowledge. But in the training that Jesus gave his disciples, he taught them. The training of life is a training to know the Holy Spirit and to follow him. Listen, the Bible says that they that are led uh by the Spirit of God are what? It is they that follow the Holy Spirit that are the sons of God. Which means a a preacher's training is not necessarily to teach you how to bilocate or many other things. If you want to help a man, you need to know Jesus' growth orientation. Jesus' growth orientation was the child grew and worked strong in what? Spirits. Let me flash that scripture. Very, very important. Because many people's growth orientation is wrong. They taught you scripture, they didn't give you spirits. Your biggest orientation in this kingdom is that transference that makes you a student of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said, I will leave. But I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Jesus knew that his assignment was not complete if the Holy Spirit had not come. Jesus said something. He said, it is for your own good that I leave you. Did you read that in your Bible? In the book of John chapter 14. Is it 14 or 16? It is for your own good that I leave you. Because another person is coming. So Jesus was saying that he's leaving the world was good for us. Because Jesus can only be in one place at a particular time. But the Holy Spirit can be in everybody at the same time. Transferring the same life of that kingdom into you because he's here. He lives there. He lives there. He lives there. Alright? So when, when Ado is in his own lodge and I'm in my own office, the same spirit is in him. The same spirit is in me representing that same kingdom. And Jesus' growth orientation was to first work strong in what? When you are learning how to work strong in spirit, it is not necessarily by prayer many times. No. Your training in spirit is to submit to the person of the Holy Spirit. Because it is them that are led. Not them that pray fervently. No. It is the people that have become slaves of this spirit. Remember that the Bible says that whoever you give yourselves to, the slave of the same you shall become. Have you read that in your Bible? So if you consistently give yourself unto the Holy Ghost, you will be a slave of the Holy Ghost. If you consistently give yourself to any civilization that is not life, any knowledge that is not when you begin to, you've started drifting. That is the definition of sin. Because it begins to build in you a nature. When you obey the Holy Spirit, you are following life. When you obey anything that is not the Holy Ghost, is what? You are going towards death. That road towards death is what we call sin. So, I found out, because sin is actually missing the mark. I mean, that's what it is. It's missing the mark. So, there is something that you are supposed to do, but you can't. It's missing the mark. I found out that sin necessarily is not a particular thing that the person does. Remember Paul was teaching. Paul said that it's the sin in me. People quote that scripture to mean that it's not me that sinned. It is the sin. <laughs> the sin in me that sinned. But me, I do not. 
Because sin grows to become a nature. The nature of life is righteousness. Is that true? If you give yourself a slave to that nature called righteousness, you would inherit life. If you give yourself a slave to the nature called sin, you will inherit death. But you won't see nature. You will see knowledge of what? In this place, you would also see knowledge, light and revelation. Your training to be strong in spirit, which is Jesus' growth orientation, remember? Your training when you die and permanent, that's not it. No. Death is a separation from the life of God. Sin necessarily is not an act. Sin starts from the simple disobedience to the instructions of the Holy Ghost. Because it is taking you on a complete different tour to death. Somebody called me and said that is drinking alcohol a sin. Mm. I didn't know where I wanted to pick in scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, the epistles, and ah. But the truth is that in our drugs that we use in the hospital, alcohol is there. Is it true? Exactly. Spirit is needed even to treat wounds and all. So we can't ignore them. So I told her that you want, you want license. And as a Bible study teacher, we've, we've been teaching this word for a long time. Alright? So we know when people ask questions like, ah, what if the person was saying it in the exam hall? And I did not plan to hear, but I heard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. License. No. So you can't, because there are many things that you will call sin now that you won't see directly in the Bible. There is nothing like exam practice in the Bible. Is it there? So I told her that there is a civilization called life. There is another one called death. Anytime the Holy Ghost gives you an instruction, it preserves you in life. When you disobey that instruction, you are already on a journey. That journey is called sin. It will lead you to... That was the answer I gave her and I allowed that to go. So she should now go back and find out the one that the Holy Ghost is saying. Because if we train believers, you see, it's why we will not be the same. Remember, so you notice that I didn't mention anything now. I didn't say adultery is the sin. I didn't say that if you hug a lady. I remember in church one day, one younger, one young boy saw his elder sister coming to church. He has not seen her in a long time. I think she went to school. And he just jumped on her and he hugged her and one elder. Said, no! In church. Why will you hug your sister? He's like, ah, is he not my head, Sister. <laughs> you know, the, you see, culture, cultures differ from each other. The Yoruba culture is a more conservative culture, like, like the Aousa. Aousa guys are conservative. If you serve in Aousa land, you will know. Those guys are, they stay indoors, they don't, they don't really mess around with people up and down. Ibo Manjade, maybe. In the Aousa land, it's in the evenings that you see them outside. This man will go out, the wives will be inside the house. Many people didn't stay in. Um, I, I was born there. I lived there for a while. So you can know how those guys live. They're a very conservative culture. Yoruba, what Yoruba does very well is to, is to suspect people. Ah, that guy is Igbo. You cannot pick sin based on culture. You should train people on the right growth orientation, which is to become the slave of a spirit. I, I, I said, I will not use slave again, Abby. Servant, Abby. Is to serve a particular spirit. Anything that separates you from that spirit. Okay, for example, I was listening to a message today with a friend. This pastor said that 
homosexuality is wrong from scripture is a sin. One, but number two, homophobia, two, is wrong. You know what it is? Discriminating somebody because the person is homosexual is also a sin. Because the Bible says that by this he shall know that you are my by this the world shall know that you are my disciples if you have love. Love is a sign to know that you are a disciple of Jesus. When you begin to go against love, Jesus was not sent to discriminate sinners. If I take you to the last scripture that we are reading today, let's go to that scripture. In the book of Luke chapter 15 verse 2, the Bible gave a character of Jesus. Now the Pharisees, the, the Pharisees came to... You say what? The Pharisees came to talk about Jesus. They came to report Jesus. The Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying what? Read this. This man received sinners and eat with them. So it means that Jesus was, he, he was well known to live with sinners. Jesus never discriminated against any sinner. So you that are saying, and I know the reason why you are fighting that homosexual is because it does not look like your culture. The sin that looks like Yoruba culture, we are fine with it. The sin that does not look like our own culture. You say, I want white people. That's discrimination. True. You are not free. So you don't train people necessarily by mentioning that sinning is a sin. That um, cheating is a sin. People say all kinds of things. Somebody came and said, what if the Holy Ghost sent somebody to help you in the exam? I said, you can check the scripture and check the character of God. God doesn't do that kind of thing. So if you, <laughs> if you pick it, people find every spooky way to explain their way out of what they did wrong. But truth is white or black. It's not gray. So your training should be to know the Holy Ghost. And if you know the Holy Spirit, it will begin to minister through you. It will begin to have a relationship with you. Remember? And it will be in you. One of the ways that it shows his joy or his displeasure is through your conscience. So, that you, somebody called you and you were just like, stupid boy, and you went. The, the Holy Ghost, he now came and said, Kai. Your disobedience to him that's the reason why sin that's the reason why it's hard to be able to gauge exactly when sin will lead you to hell because it's not immediately you do something wrong that you go to hell that your name is wiped off from the book of life the bible talks about grace it says that it gives you space that space we don't now know but it is wise to say that you don't test the depth of a river with two feet <laughs> you know somebody said something funny you know you might be one of the children of the missionaries you know, because we, maybe you came and you met people doing runs on campus, then, ah, and they were going scores free, Abby. They were just doing it and they were fine. You, the first day, the first time you did it, they caught you. You don't test the depth of a river with two feet. You don't know, maybe that guy was part of his great grandfather's, his ancestors, were the missionaries that brought Bible to Nigeria. Maybe God that gave him more space. <laughs> but maybe you, your great grandfather, <laughs> was arresting people and giving them to terrorists. So for you, there was no space. Your space was small. That's a joke though. But I'm trying to say that your simple disobedience to that spirit is already taking you on a different civilization. You, you, you strayed from his instruction. That journey that you are already going on is 
is, is sin. Because if you end you in death. Any journey that takes you away from the safety that the instructions of the Holy Ghost give you is sin. And it will take you to a different civilization called death. So, so you don't die once. The Bible says in dying you shall die. So the Bible says that, that God will give them unto a reprobate mind to do whatever pieces there. You see that journey? That end is death. Where God now leaves you, sorry, instruction can't help this one again. This one is gone. Do you understand sin today? So next time, it will be hard for you to point and say, somebody is a sinner. No. Introduce him to God and introduce him to the Lordship of the Holy Spirit. Every believer needs the Lordship of the Holy Spirit. Not necessarily the Lordship of a pastor. Because a pastor can give you an instruction that is against the Holy Ghost. If a pastor trains you to know God, he should trust you when you said you heard God. Is that true? Jesus gave the disciples instruction. He did not come to sit down with them arranging church, did he? He went to heaven and he left them with the Holy Ghost. His own goal was that the Holy Ghost must come. But if he has come, then he can leave you. Because remember that the Holy Ghost is a parent. I will not leave you as orphans. Remember, he will begin to train you by different laws and different instructions. Sin is anything that takes you outside of the safety of the instructions of the Holy Spirit. When you begin to do anything outside of this safety, you are on this road. This road is sin. That place is death. So you will know how many times you have sinned this week. Because the Holy Ghost said, wake up by two. No, you may you know your name has not left the book of life. You are just already going on a journey. Because when you continue prayerlessness, you will start to realize that death is continuing. Remember now, death grows. When prayerlessness continues, you will realize that this cat that doesn't catch your attention has started to catch your attention. Usually, unknowing lower. Death is waiting for you. Pray, prayerfulness is preservation. So men ought always to pray. It's not, it's not to make your life hard. It's because if you consistently do it, you are safe. This civilization preserves you. Your consistent... You can play now, please. Your consistent disobedience eh, to what the Holy Ghost is saying or doing is taking you on a path. That path is sin. The end of that path is what? You are not in class. The end of that path is what? Death. So the, the training should be to return you back to the instructions that the Holy Ghost gave you. If you stay there, you are safe. Remember that God came to meet Cain. Cain was angry. He was already turning on the wrong road. Then God came to meet him. And was, why are you angry? And Cain was saying all kinds of things. God told him something. He said, sin lieth at your door. And he gave him an instruction that you must do it. Sin is close. Sin hides in disobedience. You don't win in disobedience. In fact, the Bible says that you judge every disobedience when you're obedient. Now, this is not now when you are following this prescription, then you don't expect people to be perfect tomorrow morning. 
progression is a sign that they are following the Holy Spirit. So far, you did something wrong. You go back to Him. There's grace now. When you go back to Him, it brings you on the right path. Then you begin to follow again. As you begin your journey of disobedience, you begin your journey towards death. So, a man that rapes a lady did not rape a lady when he did the act. That raping started from when he started imagining it. And he didn't even start from there. It started from when that man disobeyed prayer instructions. He stopped praying because man ought what? Always. So he stopped praying. Then devil was having part because he's no more here. Abi, he's on this road. He's on a way to death already. So things start entering his mind that he cannot control again. That prayer would have controlled for him. Abi, things started entering his mind that fasting. The Holy Ghost would have seen it and said, "Fast, fast." Abi. Remember that Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus went into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Jesus did not go to fast and pray. He went to be tempted. But the Holy Ghost knew if you stay with him, you will be safe. The Holy Ghost now allowed him fast. Alright? 40 days and 40 nights. And immediately after fasting, the devil came. But because he had fasted, he had capacity to fight. So the Bible says one powerful scripture. It says, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. He didn't say resist the devil. All we quote is resist the devil, he will go. No, 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 no. Instruction one, submit to what? No, you didn't say submit to who? If you can submit to God, you will resist the devil and he will flee from you. Sin is actually not a, an act. It begins from your deviation from his instructions. This is a civilization. If you will live, remember I was teaching about this life. If you will live in this life, you will stay with him. You won't be perfect, but when you are wrong, he will bring you back. His rod and his staff comfort you, he will bring you. Bring you back, then you stay. Bring you back, then you stay. And you continue with the instructions he gave you. Stay in accurate, yes. Then you stay. Start praying every evening. Then you start. Then you continue. As you continue to do it, he starts giving you more instructions. More instructions. He knows that the way you are, you need fasting every day for you to curb some type of appetite. He's the one that knows, not you. Then you live. Prayer, prayerfulness is a sign of humility. It's a sign to God that you cannot prosecute life by yourself. So you continue knocking the gate of heaven for him to help you. And remember that I said that if God wants to help you, he will send either an information or a man. So he gives you an information. Start fasting every day. Break by two. You, you thought it was just... Why must we fast and break by two every day? Is there not somebody eating sawama early in the morning, eating pizza in the afternoon? Life, instruction preserves life. But when you begin to deviate from that instruction today, then you did not fast for like two months, three months. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. You don't know yet because you are ministering and people are falling under the power of God. You are still here. Oh, three months, I don't tell it. Until one day you realize that one girl was strolling in town and you didn't even know what was doing you until you have already jumped on her. She's not your girlfriend. You don't know. You just went to meet her. You see that lack of control that brothers have. They don't enter one church today. They are already greeting every sister. <laughs> Prayerless. Self-control. 
Ladies are beautiful. Is it not true? They are very beautiful. What is the eyes you are using to see them that every other person is using to see them? Why is it only you? Prayerlessness. Instruction would have safeguarded your life. One hour prayer every day that built prescribed would have saved you. Sorry, you walk and lost. Sir, one day they will not say that, ah, I can't share the stories I've been going through. Ah, pastor, Pastor. So Jesus' instruction, you, you don't discriminate people. When you see people who live in sin and can't stay out of it, you know they need help. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is that help that you need. When you see a civilization of people, they are driving. This person is where This one is actually where This one. So you can easily know where people are. Oh, I've conquered lust. Now my appetite that I'm working with, with the Holy Spirit, is to conquer pride. You are on this line. Just stay there. It may take time, but very soon you will realize pride was gone. Because instructions take that. Submit to God. Resist the devil. Priesthood. You, you are not separated if all you are doing is 17 hours prayer. There is understanding that keeps you in check. You understand what I'm saying? I've always said that spirituality is not only prayer. There are things, there are spiritual lectures that you can have. This is one. So my 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 plea to you today will be first for you to know. Go back to your daughter. The last instruction that he gave you. You've not heard any other instruction because you've not obeyed that last one. Go back to that last one and start prosecuting it. If you consistently do it by the strength of the Holy Ghost, very soon you will realize that things are leaving you. The more grace is finding expression. Things are leaving you because the closer you get to God, the farther you will be from the world. Or when you start disobeying, then your prayer now reduces, instead of seven times in a week, it reduces to twice a week. <laughs> you, you remember that song that Casting Crowns did, Slow Faith? If you can help us find the lyrics and display it. It says nobody falls in a day. It's a slow faith. It begins from disobedience. Today. Tomorrow. Next week. You, you, uh, then after a while, you will realize that you will start seeing things in your life that does not look like Zion. Sin leads you to death. But sin is not necessarily an act. It begins from the disobedience to the slightest instruction that the Holy Ghost gives. It is why homosexuality will be seen because it is deviating from the instructions of the Holy Ghost. But you might have not have gone that far if you stay. Now, don't discriminate those that are masturbating. Because the fact that you start obeying instructions does not mean you won't fall next week. Are you here? It does not mean that next two weeks you will still do the same thing. But you will start knowing that the conscience that begins to prick you when you do it, that thing is stronger than before. Eh? The urge, the pain. Remember what the Bible calls holding on to the horns of the altar. You see, that feedback that the Holy Ghost used to show you that you have done something wrong, it will start becoming stronger. You will lose peace until you begin to obey. He's working on you. Until the day you can build capacity to obey and you break through, then you continue. But if you do not follow this path, your disobedience 
leads you to death. You might not see death now. But very soon you find it. What leads people to sit down and say, I must make money anyhow, anyhow. I will do your own. I will cross it. Ah, you will die. You will die. You can't live old. They, they don't care. They will tell you that what's the point living 80 years and then you can only enjoy for 20 years out of it. Let me enjoy the 20 years now between my 20 and 30 something. And after I'm done with that one, let me die at 29. Are you? That's what they say. That statement. He didn't make that statement that day. He started from his mind, from his heart. Hey, what God told Cain is that sin lieth at your door. He's there. He's waiting. First thought comes. You bind it in the name of Jesus. Better stay here. Instruction will save you. Next thought came. I bind it in the name of Jesus. You ran away. Next thought came. I bind it in the name of Jesus. You ran away. Next one. I bind. One day when the thought comes, you won't know after you have done it. Then you will now come to church for special confession. We are not against them. We are just trying to preserve ourselves. Alright? What pastor did years ago is that they will tell you, make sure your skirt is long. Make sure your this is this. So that people will not fall into sin. That does not help anybody. I remember that there was... They came to advise us in fellowship one day. And said that we should start calling ourselves brother and sister. You know? So if I see... Ah, now. I can't remember your name again. I remember her name. I am... What's her name? Ayo. Right? So I will start calling a sister. And the reason why they gave that instruction, listen, you know, they are doing only they are, they are already semi-holy ghosts, alright? They are doing the work of the Holy Ghost for you. They are trying to control brothers from sleeping with sisters. And I felt bad because they came to meet us in Bible study. They should just respect the fact that we read our Bible. I mean, at least for that name. To bring one instruction from um don't let me use Babylon. Let's use something close to Babylon, Syria. For, to bring one instruction from Syria and hope that you can impose it on a Bible study member, you should first believe that that guy reads his Bible. So they came and said, start calling everybody brother and sister. Please, the point that I called you sister does not mean that my imagination cannot do more than sister. It's me that has problems. Sin lieth at my door. I should stay safe in instruction. I'm calling you sister. It doesn't save anybody. If your skirt is long, my imagination is so sharp. If my imagination can think of things in the exam hall, it can think of things below the skirt. So nothing changes. We are trying to do the work of the Holy Spirit to help them. So that you don't do this, start doing like this. No, 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 no. The wisdom of men. Remember I told you that the only way separation can work for you is to first acknowledge that the wisdom of God can be trusted. So if you have not yet decided that I am wise in my own mind. But he said, trust in the Lord with all the you And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways. Acknowledging and it shall direct your mind. So you are faced with two things now. The wisdom of this world plus your own human knowledge, Sophia. And what? The wisdom of God. You can decide any of the two. If you stay here for so long, very soon, death will be large. There is a way that sinners try to The end. The end. The end. Quick prayer point. Then I'll mention the last thing and we go. I'm sorry for taking our time. Our prayer point quickly is to. It's a recommitment. I don't know if that word is correct. But a commitment again to the Holy Ghost to return back to our instructions. The simplest of them. Are you ready to pray? Your safety is in instruction. Your safety is not in human knowledge. 
Your safety is not in your in just quoting scripture. It's in the instructions that the Holy Ghost specifically gives you. Can you pray? That Holy Ghost, I return to the simplest of instructions that you have given me. I return to the simplest of instructions from thou shalt not lie. Exactly. From pray one hour every day, I return back. I return back to the instructions. They that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Your safety is not in human wisdom. See, separation unto God cannot be achieved in your life if you have not accepted that the wisdom of God can be trusted. I know they say that stay around people, um, smile to people more, maybe masturbation will reduce. It doesn't go like that. That is human wisdom. The wisdom of God and the wisdom of this world always fights. The question is, who will you believe? Who will you obey? Are you praying? Pray now. Pray louder. I return back to the simplest of instructions. Sin is a civilization. It leads people to death. It's why death was not come from the beginning. But the Bible says, in dying you shall die. It's in dying. I'm 
But we knew Jesus' growth orientation was to work strong in what? what? Now you have known that working strong in spirit is not necessarily praying 92 hours. It is staying to a point where you stay under the leadership of the Holy Ghost. You don't know many things about staying under the leadership of the Holy Ghost until you start. Then you realize that power stays under leadership. The centurion said, I am a man under authority. I say to one, go and he must go. It's not because I'm strong. Roman government. Eh? It's a kingdom statement. I am a man under authority. Because I am under authority, I can say to one, go and he must go. So he told Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. You can speak because authority. Eh? I, I represent the Roman government. If I speak, the Roman government will back me up. So power is not necessarily throwing people. It's speaking and then God can back you up because you are under authority. Are you ready to pray one more time? Rise up on your feet. I wanted to end this scripture here. You see, the Bible says the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying that this man received sinners and eats with them. Listen to me. We are, we are in a world presently where the, the, the most serious of believers, all their friends are Christians. Many believers don't have Christians that drink and smoke. Many believers don't have friends that drink and smoke. Many believers don't have friends that go to parties and, you know, have sex all night and whatever. Alright? That commit fornication and all. We have kept ourselves in our safe space. Because we don't want to go into the world. Remember that our sec- location of sending is the world. Go ye into all the world. Jesus lived a life. I don't know how Jesus did this, but God needs to help us to live like this. Jesus was found with prostitutes. Abi, He was found with all kinds of people. Thieves. Remember the woman that was cleaning Jesus' leg? And people in the room said that this man is not a prophet. Because if this man is a prophet, he will know that this woman... Jesus was always found amongst the bad people. Church people are always found among church people. It's why nobody gets saved again in church. It's transparent from one prayer group to another prayer group. From one church to another church. Your church does not have good sound. Our own has good sound. Move from here to here. That's what people do nowadays. There is really no record of people getting saved. But the only way that we can have that is if church is in the world. It's time again for believers to live this life of contact without contamination. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. And you must live that life. You can, if your if your light is shining amongst life, many people will not know that you exist. But when you enter into darkness, men will know that light enters into darkness. We don't need your lifestyle in church all the time. We need you to convince people, alright, that you can have the things that the world has and still be saved and be filled with the Holy Ghost, living a correct life. Are you hearing me? Enough of this running away from people, from running away from wrong girls, running away from everybody. Your your mates in your department are, are Christians. You go from fellowship to um, hostel to class. That is not the life of a Christian. A Christian should be found in the world, but we should not be able to hold him accountable to something wrong. Because your life is not bringing shame to Jesus. Are you ready to pray? Because now it's time to go to the world. Our prayer point will be. That Lord let your instructions preserve me. It's a serious prayer. I am going to display a completely different lifestyle. May your instructions preserve me. Are you ready to pray? Lift your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. I believe everybody here is, uh, is praying in tongues. So pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues.
May your instructions preserve me. Don't be distracted, you just pray. Is I time for believers to be known in the world, but be known for difference, for difference in the world? May your instructions, oh God, may they prevent me.
When you like to pray tomorrow, tomorrow, 6 30. Tomorrow, 6 30. Basketball court. If you start not gate, uh, Akindako Kapak, if you start South Gate, you will meet people there praying. If you like to join, if you like to join, meet with Olamide or meet with Winsome after service. Ask ask me, I will direct you to them. If you like to pray, that you will not deviate from that part. Join us tomorrow. Join us tomorrow on Tuesday. Every every single day of the week. Monday to Saturday, we are there. We are there. We are there. We are there. Monday to Saturday, 6 30. One hour. One hour. One hour. 6 30 to 7 30. Matthew. Matthew 26. 26 verse 35. Want to go? Can we read? Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise said also what? All the disciples. This is the story of Peter. The point came where Peter said, I will not what? I will not deny you. Verse 75. Peter denied Jesus three times. But remember, he made a commitment not to deny Jesus. And he stayed on that path by praying. After a while, we go. Everybody remembers that when Peter was going home, if he closed by four o'clock from Ipatino, once he's going home, people people lay wait that his shadow might be on. This was the same guy that denied Jesus three times. But remember, he made a commitment here. What did he say? Though I should die with thee, I will not deny thee. That's the commitment we are making today. To stay on that path. 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 Not sin. Not sin. To stay on the path of life. Because
radical transformation and we believe you have been transformed by the word you just received. Follow us live on our MixLR and download our messages on our Telegram channel. The number to call for partnerships and inquiries is 0811 414 7940.